I'm not mad. I'm just irritated. Well, hello there. You found me. You found the podcast. The name of this podcast is I'm Not Mad, I'm Just Irritated. And I'm your host, Bill Flanagan. And yeah, it's been a while. Haven't had a new episode, but I'll tell you why. I got COVID. I just didn't feel like it. I was sick. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about my COVID. And it's anecdotal. It has nothing to do with anybody but me. And it means nothing in the grand scheme of a pandemic. But, full disclosure, I was double vaccinated and boosted. I'm pretty sure I got it on January 2nd. Because I was in close contact with someone who tested positive the next day. And by that was a Sunday, and by that Thursday, I started feeling bad. Felt like shit for, felt really shitty for about four days. Sore throat, coughing, fever, chills, concrete in my head. But I couldn't quite shake it all. I was probably feeling, I didn't get to 100% for two weeks. I felt 90% after about a week, and then took another week to get rid of the 10%. So... It wasn't much fun. So either the vaccination uh, did nothing or it saved me a great deal of trauma. And I don't know which one it was, but it wasn't any fun. And, of course, I gave it to my wife. But now I kind of feel like, okay, I got it. I got the Omicron. I have a little bit of, you know, armor. I don't have to worry because I just got the latest variant and I'd probably be all right for several months. And uh, I'm going to Vegas on Friday. Feel 100% ready for some Vegas action. Vegas action. Satisfaction. Staying at the Paris. Usually I stay at some flea bag downtown. I don't want to spend my money on a hotel room that I'm not ever going to be in. You know, it's nice enough. Stay at the Four Queens. I'll stay at Main Street Station. Doesn't matter because I'm with my pals. But I'm going with the missus. It's Allison's 50th birthday. Hard to imagine. I met her when she was... 33. She was like three days from 34. I'm thinking, now you're 50? Dang, you are old. I'm not. I have not aged. But anyway, we're going to, going to stay in Paris, which is super nice. Um, we were going to go see Adele. So most of you may know, if you watch any news at all, she had to cancel her residency. We signed up for the lottery, which gave you the right to purchase tickets. There's like six of us that filled out the you know, the online form to do so. And one of us won the lottery to buy the tickets. A uh, friend of ours named Malia. Malia gets gets on the computer at 10 o'clock on the pre-sale. She has her code. She has her link. And it wouldn't sell her the ticket. Kept kicking her off saying she was a bot. Because they're so worried about bots buying it that the bots were able to buy it, but the humans weren't. So we didn't get, get, didn't get tickets. But we already had our hotel. We already had our plane reservation. We were going regardless. And... Allison's like, I'm looking at the the resale tickets are coming down. If I can get a couple seats, 400 bucks a a ticket, I'm going to go. I said, go, it's your birthday. Well, then like a day or two before residency, Adele gets on Instagram and she tearfully apologizes that she's having to cancel the show. She has COVID running through her band, running through her production team, and they just were, they couldn't get it ready. So she had to cancel it all. Now, there were a lot of fans that were flying in that were pissed. I'm thinking... You're still in Vegas. 
So you save some money, you're getting your refund through Ticketmaster, through whatever you bought it. Go have fun in Vegas. You have a little extra spending money. But here's the thing. You know who else is playing that weekend? Sticks. I've seen Sticks like six or seven times. They're playing at the Venetian. I actually got a press pass four years ago to see them at the Venetian. Went with a couple buddies and wrote up a piece for Culture Sonar. They had just released their Mission album, which was great. They did a COVID album called something. It was awful, but that album was really, really good. And I love Sticks. Lady. I don't even like that song that much, but it kicks it. Renegade, Blue Collar Man. Come on. They got tons of hits. Babe, I'm leaving. Another, not my favorite, but I'll, I'll jam to it. Mr. Roboto. You know, they wouldn't play Mr. Roboto for decades, and then all the fans always wanted to hear it. Well, they hated it. That was a Dennis DeYoung tune. They didn't want to play it. They got so... Why didn't you play Mr. Roboto? They finally started playing it, so I'm, I'm hoping that it's in the set list. I want to see him play Mr. Roboto. I don't even know the word. Don't know where we got no Mr. Roboto. Domo, domo. I want to see that. So, I asked Allison, do you want to go see Sticks? No, I don't want to go see Sticks. I don't know any of Sticks songs, so I got on iTunes and started playing all the hits. She knew them all. Do you want to see Sticks? No. Do you care if I go see Sticks? No, I don't care. Called up my buddy Ray. He's meeting me there. My buddy Ray, my buddy Matt. Matt's not getting there till Friday late. Concerts Friday early. Eight. Call my buddy Ray. You want to go see Sticks? Oh, boy. I'd love to see Sticks. Oh, he was so excited. He never gets out. He's so happy to be out of the snow in Michigan, go to Vegas for a few days, hang out, have a few beers, a few smokes, a few slots, a few blackjacks. I go, if I can get decent price six Sticks tickets, you want to go? Yeah. Told Allison, I'm going to go see Sticks. Well, he goes, ask Jack and Malia if they want to go. Call up Malia. Do you want to go see Sticks, Jack? No. Malia, do you want to go see Sticks? Absolutely. She was all in. So three of us are going. Me, my buddy Ray, Malia. We're going to go see Sticks. Now, here's the greatest part. Ticket prices have coming down. COVID, whatever. So I get on Ticketmaster and I find, and they're playing at the Venetian. And I've been there. It's a pretty big auditorium. I don't know how many it holds, but it's, it's, it's good sized. It's amphitheater shaped. So I get ninth row tickets for 137 bucks a piece. Well, you can't go see them in Austin for 100 bucks. This is in Vegas. Now with fees, fuck you with the fees, man. The $137.50 ticket turns into $180. But you know what? Ninth row in the center for sticks in Vegas, I'll lose that at the blackjack table not playing for two and a half hours. And you know who's opening? Nancy Wilson of Heart. Now she only sings one song. These Dreams, as lead vocalist of Heart. She'll sing some other ones. It'll be great. Always had a crush on her. You know, she was married to Cameron Crowe. She was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. You know the chick in the car when when that one dude is delivering his fish and he's got his little pirate hat on. He looks at the hot chick and she looks at him and smiles. and She's really laughing at him. Then he looks in the mirror and sees the pirate. He starts throwing off all his pirate outfit. That was Nancy Wilson. Now, she's 67 years old. I would make out with her if she'd let me. She's, she's Nancy Wilson of heart. Now, I've never met Nancy Wilson of heart, but if I did, here's what I would say. First, I'd take my shot. I know she's married. I, her, her husband looks like he's 
kind of a goblin-y guy with hair and a goatee. Probably has money. I go up to Nancy Wilson. I said, Nancy, you married? She said, yeah. I said, well, you taking backup applications? And then I'd ask her if we could make out. Now, probably I wouldn't do it. But I, it's like, why wouldn't you? She's Nancy Wilson of heart. Ugh. Okay, so we're going to go see Sticks. I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped about it. You're, you're listening and you think, eh, I don't want to see Sticks. Yeah, you should go see Sticks. Sticks is good. Sticks is great. Oh, okay, so it's been cold here. I walked my dogs the other day in the morning. It was like in the 20s. And I didn't put on gloves. And my hand, I couldn't feel my hands when I got home. My little mile and a half around the block with Clementine. I had on a hat. I had on double layer of jacket. But I didn't put on any gloves. Because the only gloves I have are shitty. I've had them probably 20 years. They're fleece. They don't even keep your hands warm. And I, I didn't bother. When I got home, it's like I couldn't feel my hands. So I, I put some hot water in the sink and you know, ran the hot water and put my hand. My hands were stinging as they were warming up. I thought, you know, I got to buy some gloves. So I called my buddy Ray. Ray, I need some good glove recommendations, you Michigan boy. And he sent me like five. goes, oh, these are the best. So I got in this place called Smart Wool. They have Gore-Tex, Merino wool, liners, all kinds of different ones. Those people need to keep their hands warm up north. They're snowmobiling. They're shoveling snow. They got gloves. Well, I bought two pairs of gloves. And my attitude was, these gloves are going to last me the rest of my life. I don't care how much they cost. So I got two pair. One just some wool gloves. And the other, badass, super-duty Gore-Tex gloves. Like a light pair and a heavy pair. Cost me... I think I got 15% off from free shipping. It's like 110 bucks for gloves. Now, I probably could have gone to Walmart and got some for 15 bucks. But you know what? I wanted quality. So, like, when I die, someone say, hey, I'm, I'm taking dad's gloves. Or they get something out of the deal. I'll get his gloves. Well, I got them and I opened them up and I took out all the packaging. And, oh, they fit so good. I got extra large. My hands fit them like a glove. Perfectly. I was worried they might be too small or too big because you have to measure the, around the knuckles and the length from your wrist to the end of your middle finger. And I did their little their guide, and they said, you need a large. And I thought, no, I have big hands. I'm getting an extra large, and I'm glad I did. Well, I've been using the Merino wool gloves. They have these little sensors or little tabs on the end of your finger so you can play with your phone <clears throat> or unlock it and take a call, whatever. So I've been wearing those because it's been too cold. They're, you know what? do that much they're really made to slip into a pair of other gloves double protection so that's what i did the next day it was cold i wore both gloves my, my hands were hot it's 25 degrees outside i'm walking clementine my hands were so toasty warm. anyway i'm just telling you it doesn't take much to to make me happy a new pair of gloves i'm not going to go buy a fancy car i'm not going to go buy a rolex watch I'm not going to drop a bunch of money on clothes. I, I got all the clothes I need for a while. If I, my jeans wear out, I'm going to go buy a new pair. That's where I'm at. Maybe I'll buy a new pair of boots. You know, things that wear out, I'm going to go buy. I'm not going to go buy shit I don't need. I needed some gloves. And I'm, I'm super pumped. How sad is it that I was excited about gloves? I'm a simple man. I, I was walking around the neighborhood 
coughing up COVID phlegm with my new gloves. Thinking about going to Vegas, which I'm leaving Friday. I'm going to get there at 3, check in the hotel. My buddy Ray's going to be there early. And we're going to commence to having some cocktails. I don't even drink that much. My daughter gave me a little basket for Christmas, a little goodies. They were like Reese's peanut butter cups. She got me a six-pack of Natty in a tall can, 16 ounce. Christmas Eve is when I got it. And there are other little things in there, some chapstick, whatever. Little goodies. And I put the beer in the refrigerator. I had two beers, two Miller Lights, and then I got the six-pack of Natty. So I put the six-pack and I put the two Miller Lights in front. You got to rotate your stock. Guess what I have in my refrigerator? This since Christmas. Two Miller Lights and a six-pack of Natty. I haven't had even one. I, I hardly drink anymore. I know during during the pandemic, a lot of people is drinking their ass off. I thought, well, if I start doing that, I'm toast. Because that seems like an easy trap to fall into. I'm bored, I'm going to have three beers. And that turns into five, and that turns into eight. So I've like gone the other way. No beers for me. Now, if I go out, meet some friends, I'll have a beer. But I can't imagine, why would I stay home and just start drinking beer? You know, watching Netflix, drinking beer? Now, there was, I, I did go out to the lake. We had some really nice days. I think I took a beer with me. It was perfect. But I, I don't understand just sitting around the house getting getting hammered. People do it. Uh, I don't get it. It's like, I got I to gotta be around some, some of my boys, sharing some cocktails, some stories, making memories. You know, I'm not going to waste it. Guys, you know what irritates me? Flag people. And I'm not talking about the people that, you know, put a U.S. flag out on their, you know, I can't imagine going to the trouble to like build a flagpole. You know, you dig a hole, you got to go buy a flagpole. It's, you know, 20 feet tall. You got to put, put it in concrete, raise it and lower it, whatever. Seems like a lot of trouble to show your patriotism, but you know, whatever. But we have flags for everything now. We got flags for whatever university you went to that people are flying. We got Aggie flags, Longhorn flags. Heck, I have a North Texas flag. I don't fly it. I did fly it in Denton because I lived in the city, but I don't now. I don't have political flags. We got all kinds of political flags around here. I want to put up a flag that says, I hate all flag people. But then see, I'd be a flag person. That's called ironic. It's called irony. And it'd be lost on most people. It's like, you dumbass. Hates flag people. He's got a flag. Yeah, no shit. We have people around here flying rebel flags still. I mean, it's, it's a free country and all, but really? Couldn't pay me to fly one of those. How, how much would it, would it take for me to fly a rebel flag? $1,000? No. $10,000? How long would I have to fly it? $10,000? I probably would pass. A million dollars? Yeah, I'm flying it. That That's a million bucks. And everybody would just think I'm either great or an asshole, which is what I am anyway to everybody, just different people. But no, that it just seems so weird to me. Flag people. Look at my flag. Look at me. I hate flag people. It's one of my new irritations. Hey guys, guess what time it is? It's Chalky Chalk Report time. Sponsored by Dr. Paul Berg. 
Scott and White Hospital Group, Round Rock, Georgetown. Let's get to the Chalky Chalk. Chalky Chalk Scale. Guys, I'm, I'm happy to report that chalk is low. Remember I had the chalk episode from hell where I had to have my knee drained and I had to have injections and I was on crutches. I had this horrible flare up. And since then, I've been walking on eggshells very slowly. I don't want to twist anything. I don't want to turn from the washing machine over to the dryer and fucking crumple like a house of cards with my chalk. So I've been taking it easy. And you know what? You know, I, I walk the dogs. My chalk's feeling good. I can bend it. I'm sleeping. I, I, I'm not, you know, crying in the middle of the night due to a chalk pain. We have very little chalk. We're talking about half a stick of chalk. And that's the crazy thing. I can go from the episode from hell of five sticks down to half a stick. And it'll be five sticks again. There's no rhyme or reason to any of it. That's the frustrating part about the chalk. Those of you that don't have chalk, congrats. You need to have some empathy for chalky people like me. When I get out, I do say when I get like get out of the car, like I've been in the car for like 15 minutes. It doesn't matter if it's 15 minutes or four hours. I get out of the car like a 90-year-old man. I have to walk it off. Everything's stiff. Everything's moving slow. Here's the thing. I can't run away from anything. That's why I'm afraid to go hiking. I don't want to see a bear. I'm just dinner. I know you're not supposed to run from a bear. But I like the option of run. Even if I get to run into a building or a, or a car and shut the door. I mean, that's something. I don't want to go see a bear or a cougar or something, mountain lion with chalk. So, hey, chalk's doing good. I'm not going to win any races. Everybody keep, keep your fingers crossed. And remember Paul Berg, when you got your boils, your lesions, your pustules, I'll clear those things right up. I'm not going to say this happened to me. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. But somebody close to me got a pustule. And I texted Paul Berg. I think somebody I know has an ingrown hair on their leg. And it's creating a pustule. Send me a pic. So either me or someone I know sent a pic. Oh, yeah. Well, I send you some antibiotics. It's like, don't you need to cut this thing open? It's like, slow down. On cutting. We don't we don't always have to cut and lance, poke. You know, sometimes the body will fix itself. Sometimes you gotta lance. All right. Thanks for listening to Chalky Chalk. Let's get back to, to the show. All right. We're back to the program. I got a little cheerful music going. You know, I really like the music I put on my podcast. This is so chipper and happy for such a grumpy McGrumperstein. All right, now, I'm not going to use this segment to bag on my wonderful wife, who's wonderful. But, you know, when you live with somebody in the same abode, they do things just in the act of living their life. And they do it like they live alone. It's like, dude, I'm here. And... Almost every week she'll do something she's never done before that makes no sense. So the other day I, I, I walk into the kitchen and there's a jar of peanut butter, you know, with the lid on, squeezed tight, in the sink, full jar. And I go, why is there a re-? like, like it was like a dirty dish, like she put a bowl or something. Supposed to jar of peanut butter. 
Skippy, if you must know. So I asked her, I said, why, why is there, is there peanut butter in the sink for I thought maybe she dropped it, it was cracked. She might throw it away or, I don't know, she got distracted. Maybe she'll do that later. You know, I thought something was wrong with the peanut butter. It's in the sink. She goes, what do you mean? I said, well, you, Skippy, it's in the sink. Oh, I meant to put it, I meant to put it in the cupboard. How do you mistake a sink for a cupboard? Now, in all the years I've lived with her, I've never found things like other than dishes in the sink. This was the first. I wasn't thinking. Wow. Okay, so I've never done that. I did make a mess the other day making coffee. I had my Nespresso going. I had the coffee mug underneath. It was filling up. It was on the stand. And somehow it rattled off, broke, coffee went everywhere. The ceramic mug shattered. And I had to have help to clean it up because it was... You can't kill somebody. If I If I can't drop coffee without the coffee going everywhere you certainly can't kill somebody and and get and clean up the blood it is impossible and we know that from forensic files and all the other shows but you can't do it there was coffee in places that you would never think coffee should be that's what happens when you crack someone over the head with a club i don't know this from experience strictly forensic files maybe discovery id maybe 2020 or dateline it's one of those shows they're going to get you. All right, everybody. Um, don't have a lot to talk about. I kind of felt like I owed you an episode. I'm thinking about, and I say this all the time to my brother. Maybe this, maybe this will be my last episode. I'm running out of shit. And then I usually find shit. But I think I'm actually running out of shit. Everything's, every, everything that's annoying me that used to be just annoying me is now annoying everybody so what what does that make me nothing nothing special so i'm not saying this is my last episode but i might be winding this thing down you know i want to do another podcast and here's what i want to do i want to interview people i still find people fascinating maybe it's a school teacher to tell us how it really is during the pandemic. Maybe it's the dude at the post office because that guy's got to see, you know, when I go to the post office, it's boxed, taped, address sorted out, ready to go. You know, how many people just like, let's say they have to mail a jar and they just walk to the post office holding a jar. I got to mail this jar. That's what people do. I'd like to talk to the post office dude. I'd like to talk to someone that works at Taco Bell. Seriously. So I'm thinking about doing a podcast, you know, titled, you know, Working Man or, uh, you can't do that, Working Stiff. Because, you know, we're all, all the genders are out there suffering. And you got to respect the, gr- the great resignation. Because people's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not taking that shit from you anymore. Yeah, I'm not going in there and scrubbing the bathroom because someone obliterated it and then coming back behind the kitchen and folding some tacos for people that sounds a little sketchy you know that's what they do when i worked at the theater in high school which is one of my favorite jobs we had custodians that would clean up stuff in at night but if there was something that if someone had a butt explosion and it needed to be cleaned custodians weren't coming 
It was a concession worker. Go in there and, and here, here's the equipment. Go clean it up. You're sitting there gagging. And then you're over there scooping popcorn. You're probably asking, did you wash hands? I don't, I don't remember. Surely I did. Certainly I washed my hands before I started scooping the corn again. But that's the thing. You're, I was 16 years old. 16-year-olds don't give a shit. 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds don't give a shit. I'm 50-something. I'm I don't give a shit. I mean, I wash my hands, but I want to know the inner workings. If you're an academic coach in a public school, please come tell me how you got that gig and how much money you're stealing every month. Come on. You're not coaching anybody. I know someone who's listening to this to me. It's an academic coach. Come on. We know. We know it's 10 times easier than being a classroom teacher. Hopefully during COVID, they're taking your ass and putting you in a a room because they're short on teachers and subs. You can go earn some dough. I have a friend of mine that's a DJ. I'd like to hear, really? Did you meet so-and-so? Did you meet Duran Duran? Yeah. What happened? They were great. Or they were awful. Let's get the inside story. I'm really thinking about starting a podcast called Working Stiff. And if I do that, I think it will inspire me to do something different. And if I do that, and I'll let you know in the next episode or two, I hope that you um, will listen to it. Maybe you can be on it. Because a lot of you guys have great jobs. Really great jobs that no one really knows what the hell you're doing. And sometimes you figure out a way to like, yeah, I'm not working that hard. I'm stealing money. And then sometimes it's like, yeah, my, do- my, my, um, my boss is a douchebag. Let me tell you what he did. I, that's the hardest thing about working is who you're working for and who you're working with. You could do almost any job on the planet if you're working for good people with decent people, but they don't exist that much. Let's hear about it. So, guys, thanks for listening to episode 61 of I'm Not Mad, I'm Just Irritated. I'm your host, Bill Flanagan, and uh, we'll see you soon on the next episode. It's coming. I promise I won't wait this long. I had the cove. I had the vid. I was sickly. It was no fun. All right. Later.